wants to record there. Hello, the internet. It's me. Did you miss me? I missed you. Oh, who am I kidding? I didn't miss you. I hate you all. Here we are, everybody. Uh, wedlock, 1991. A male prison escapee heads for his hidden loot electronically attached to a female prisoner. Nice one-sentence description there. Lovely stuff. I bet she'll be a well-rounded character. <laughs> yeah, in the jugs, maybe. Okay, dig you. And... Okay. <laughs> All right, let's let's do this. Uh, let's le and let's not expect great things. Is that the is that literally the ending music? That's the ending music. I just want everyone to hear that at home. <sighs> what? Yeah, that movie was not good. It wasn't the worst one we've seen, but yeah. it was not good. Apparently, the original soundtrack is available on Silver Screen. Silver spelt with an A. Silver Screen. <laughs> More like. Shit screen. Bad. <laughs> okay, so to begin. Sometime <laughs> in the future, which was quite smart for them to do that. <laughs> He's got for the actual literal to begin. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it is quite smart for them to say sometime in the future rather than in the futuristic year of 2004 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree that was the first and only clever thing the movie did. <laughs> it had its moments. I got. I was very interested in the beginning like well when they did the whole premise of the prison I was like oh yeah okay cool and then they left the prison and I was like nah this is bad yeah. Rutger Hauer is a very old portly man running around yeah, <laughs> jumping in past things he spent a lot of the time with this weird Donald Trump hair which was just and it's a, just not attractive a, at all and some weird like what's the correct Native American jackets I wouldn't, I would not jackets. insult the Native Americans or the Aztecs with that. It was um, it was bad. It was like a it was a fever dream of a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound good though. Like so, a bad fever dream, a bad trip. Okay, so uh, sometime in the future, beginning of the movie, it's a jewel heist yes. with uh, Rutger Hauer, uh, Asian Dexter's lady, dad, and Asian Dexter's lady. dad. Are, um, they're trying to steal some diamonds. An Asian lady is the same Asian lady who is Asian lady in uh, the Judge Dredd movie, the original, the good one, and in Twin there Peaks. Was, there was two good Judge Dredd movies. Well, you know, so. there's good and there's great, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Sloan was great, we can all agree on that. <laughs> you know, that, that added extra, extra spice of Rob Schneider just really made that movie go down all the sweeter but my thing is she plays the same thing in all those things she's done she's just like hot quotation marks hot Asian lady who ends up betraying everybody and is that no she doesn't betray you in, in the Judge Dredd movie weirdly she's throwing off a thing there's like this weird thing that Americans have got that Asian people are sneaky <laughs> which is as evident in this movie in her yeah, career and it's a weird little racist thing they've got which we don't get over here because we don't I don't know if all the sneaky Asians go to America and <laughs> we get all the good ones, but I just think we're not as our last as those people. <laughs> we're, so we're just like, maybe oh, we're just, just not as much. Just a lad who happens to be Asian. <laughs> all right, mate. Do you want to come over here and work? Yeah. Whereas over there, it was like, oh, there's an Asian lad build these railways, <laughs> build these railroads, and we won't let you go through the front door. How about that? <laughs> How about that for a, for starters? 
So uh, the movie, they're uh, they're dressed as priests, and then they go into the 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 lavatories together. which have this like Wonder Woman scene, and they all come out, and they're wearing like their janitor garbs, and then they uh, they janitorize their way up to some super level, and then they shoot all the guards with these laser guns, with like stun guns that also like shoot lasers and like electrics, which is pretty cool. Setting the movie up for a very high point that I could not like maintain. Yeah, could not, couldn't be better. All downhill after cool lasers. I mean, if you set up laser battles in the first scene of your movie, yeah, you, yeah. You, you've got to have laser battles there, there, there to keep it There's not one other laser in the whole thing. The only thing I appreciated in that scene otherwise was the fact that they were breaking into a safe with, like, a proper drill. It wasn't, yeah. like, a movie drill. It was just, like, but it was, like, one of those ones that shoots water on the drill to cool it down because it's burning at such an intensity to cut through all that metal. Again, a nice attention to detail, cool lasers. I was like, oh, this is going to be all right. As we know, we've performed going. many dual heists. No, oh, yeah. We, we know how, how to drill a, drill a, drill a blind clock off. Another thing I appreciated at this point was the, the music was different than everything we've seen so far. It, was, it wasn't good music. <laughs> when you say different. It wasn't good. It was there was different. some weird little like scout troop whistle thing that was playing for the entire thing. There was all sorts. There was like the whistle music, and then there was like the like the like hitting the individual like fucking like dong 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 dong. The, the hitting the dongs. The hollow metal triangles. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's just a lot of craftwork esque sounds that I appreciated more than I appreciated the the actual movie. Yeah. So Rudger Hauer then uh, mm-hmm. is on the prison bus. He gets, but he, he's basically they set up that he's. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot about the whole point of the movie here. Yeah, yeah they, they they really layer on the whole marriage and wedding iconography mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. every single thing um, he's basically getting married to the Asian lady and they make a big deal of like how they're all in love and stuff and then it turns out she's betrayed him and she's actually with Dexter's dad yeah, quite and, sneaky of her you could yeah. say and then she shoots him three times and then he wakes up on a prison bus and I'm like holy shit the fucking legal system changed in, in the future didn't it uh, camp holiday yeah, Which makes that's... it sound like a nice carry-on film, but it was not. <laughs> yeah, that's what the the prison's called, Camp Holiday. Because the, the warden's called Holiday. The the warden, aptly paid by Stephen Tredovatsky, who was one of history's great character actors. Yeah, he's been in some great he's stuff. done a lot, been in and uh, played all the different roles. Unfortunately, not much to do in this. He, I, I'd say he did a good job in this, though. For yeah, what, for what he, he did, for what he had to, to do. He... Your prison warden character is a basic fucking thing, you know. It's just like the, oh, a I'm a massive dick. You know, you're gonna get yours. But, but like everyone kept going. Uh, kept going into that office and just like I could stab you right now. Oh, but you won't because it's like, yeah, but he could stab you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the end of the movie. Yeah, like know? he had scissors and yeah. they're like, look, I could stab you right now. Well, why not? <laughs> and then it's like. Why not, Rogawa? Oh, come dad... back, come back, come back. Why not? Why not? You know, when Dexter's dad was in there towards the end, he's like, "I'll shoot you right now." He's like, "Hey, you could shoot me right now, but I have this remote control that will blow up Rogawa." Well, I could shoot you and take the remote control. I could easily overpower you. You're a you're a nerd of an individual, to be polite about it. And then I could shoot you afterwards. There was like there was no like. Like every prison movie, it's like the Dick Warden is like like this like little fellow, this little nerdy Dick, yeah. and then he's got like these big odd Gregs of security dudes who work for him that do yeah. all the beating, and the only the guys doing it, and this was like that like, weird like portly black dude with like the the gay earring. Oh just, like, god, there was yeah. no meat on his on his arms. It was just <laughs> he had just a big tum tum on him. Glad you fucking just... noticed the the earring. I mean, he's in prison, and it's like, what's that earring signify? You know, it's like. <laughs> 
Does he take it up the butt? There's, there's oh, just... you know, does he give it up the butt? You know, it was weird, man. There, there was, there was no like, there was no prison like archetype stuff going on in there. Which we I didn't guess spend is good. very long in the prison, though. That's why I thought it was going to be like the prison was the most interesting thing yeah. about it because that's like the the premise of the movie now is they set up this brilliant future prison where people get put in nice, relaxing sensory deprivation tanks instead of going well, <laughs> and you get to have like conjugal visits with hot chicks every night well okay let's, let's explain going back like uh, like it's that initial prison scene when they all line up to get the strip down from the warden and I, even like the the, uh, like the prison guy is just like alright everybody he's not even that bad the worst thing he says is fuck faces but he says it directly to Rogawa <laughs> listen up fuck faces and if like, there's any man in the world who had a fuck face it'd be Rogawa he doesn't call him fuck face though he says fuck faces he's like what? Do you know I'm looking at you, but I'm addressing all of you fuckfaces. And then, like, uh, Trzebowski comes out there to do the demo of the thing, which is, like, you're wearing these explosives around your neck. You're paired mm, to someone... Set up the wedlock thing, because yeah. it's... Basically, the whole point of the movie is that you're paired with another prisoner at random. And you, you don't, don't know, know who, who it is. So if you do a legger, they'll blow up. And so will you. And you'll blow up as well. So if the you idea get is it, feet from them, yeah. they'll blow up and so you So if you make noise about like, oh, I've bolt in it tonight, my, someone will go, but you could be tied to me, so you're not doing that. Fuck yeah. that, shank, shank. But, uh, mm-hmm. and, like you a know. nice self-regulating prison type yeah. thing. And there's, uh, what do they call it, the midnight hour, where they're just allowed to yeah. hang out and have sex and stuff. It's a mixed uh, It's a mixed prison, prison as well. So like, yeah. um, men and women are in there. Too. Well, men and women don't mix, except in, they say mealtimes and magic hour. And magic hours like a, this whole like three hour period where they can just like bang anyone they want. Yeah, and basically. like the, the when he's doing the lines, he's saying like the only rules are like you have to call yourself by your color and you're not allowed to smoke. Which is fucking ridiculous. The like, whole color thing was a bit thing, bizarre. It would have made more sense to give them numbers rather than colors because yeah. he's like you're blue, you're orange, you're green, you're magenta, <laughs> you're ivory, you're teal. He starts teal. off with, like the weird like colors that only interior designers yeah. would know about. You're chartreuse. <laughs> you're cream. You're like, cream plus. They're all standing there in the yellow jumpsuits and then he's going down the line giving them different names of yellow. So you're like, okay, so these are all the yellow lads and then there's going to be like the red lads and there's going to be like the the purple guys and that's going to be like where the prison drama comes from. But no, then you get into the prison and everyone's just wearing prison denims. Yeah. So what was that about? So that's a, a good premise wasted. Yeah, they had some good ideas. But ideas that I'm probably going to steal at some point in the future. You'd probably do more with them. Can we talk about Danny Trio showing oh, up for 13 God, minutes? I, I can't talk about Danny Trio. It yeah. hurts too much. <laughs> Again, it was just adding to like, oh, this, this is a da- good premise. This is an okay this idea. The There's Danny, Danny Trio. This yeah, is the great. Danny Trio podcast and talking about Danny Trio is the most painful uh, part of it. This goes to show you exactly how little he was utilised in this whole thing he showed up in thir- 13 minutes in he had a line mm. that was, didn't really do very much it was like a very throwaway line and then in tw- at 21 minutes in he's not he's not in the movie the entire time he's just yeah, 13 no. minutes in and 21 minutes yeah, in yeah. he's getting his throat cut by like four guys that's it that's that's it that's so just... I'm only thinking about this now in hindsight his, fi- his line in it is he's the guy who goes like no prison can hold me I'm out of here and then they show them the thing and when he's getting killed, is, th- is he getting killed because he was saying no prison can hold me and they were killing him to make sure that he didn't do a legger? I think that might have been it, yeah. Did they, did they, did they not like, explain that or did they explain they, it through like prison jibe that I couldn't understand? They either? probably should have explained it a bit better because that, I don't know that why sounds they, they way smarter him. than it should have yeah. been though. And why was Rudd Cow... Because they, they, they uh, cut Danny Trio's throat in this like underground bit of the prison where Rudd Cow was just having to wander around. He's going like, oh, I'll just see what's happening. 
in the bowels oh, of the God. prison. Nothing Man, bad ever happens in the bowels of the prison. There's no midnight thump sliding down in these. <laughs> oh, midnight thump would have made this movie so much better. And he's just strolling around the prison, and he just finds these guys killing Danny Trejo, and that that's what that's why the uh, the earring guy doesn't like him. Here's the thing: if if you were walking around in the bowels of anywhere and you found someone killing Danny Trejo. You'd, you'd, you'd step up you'd say hey 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 you don't yeah, do that to Danny Trio he's a fucking treasure and you know you'd, you'd give your life to keep him going I'd give my life and everyone else's life yeah. for Danny Trio I'd show up a detonator and go ah, mm. ah you can't kill me <laughs> what are you gonna do because I've got a detonator <laughs> what are you gonna do about <laughs> I'd love to try that at some point mm. just like in some pub brawls and that ah, ah, I've got a detonator <laughs> And just see what they do. <laughs> to be fair, it would be pretty cool to do that thing they do in the movies where like they, they pull back a bit of the jacket and it's like the bond there. Not so fast, guys. <laughs> and they're like slowly backing out. Like, hey, what are you going to do about it? That has potential to go horribly wrong. Like, yeah, what are you doing still... with a huge pile of hot dog sausages wired to a Before... potato, Matt? <laughs> what are you doing? Before we get to the thing, you know, I know you're dying to talk about in this prison bit. I want to talk about the horrible use of lighting in this movie because okay. it was pretty fucking bad. You made a good point of saying like the what's with the '90s fans. Or the, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a thing that just happened a lot in these movies, isn't it? It's like a cold, cool blue light yeah. on a slowly turning fan. The, like, the, the yeah. light, everything about like the way they presented the prison was just off, like because it, it just wasn't like the the gritty future prison that you'd expect, or like the the icky past prison. Or like that, like that hot, intense yellow of like a lot of the prisons we've seen so far, because the prisons in which Danny Trio and so the, this prison somewhere in the southern climates of America, uh, it was just like this is gross. It's not working. Like none of the aesthetics of this movies are right, including that jacket for fuck's sake. <laughs> we were gonna. I've written like two or three pages on this jacket, so. <laughs> I'm gonna get through all of them. And Rudger, I was just like, just getting bullied by everyone in this prison. He's not being a hard man or anything. Not, just no one seems to take. No there. one's taken to him. <laughs> he's a nerd, basically. He's a massive like electronics nerd. That's his whole role, and he's just getting picked on by everybody in the prison for so, no good reason. Different... Aside from his weird grandma face <laughs> and his Trump hair. <laughs> So Stephen Trezovitz uh, is gives him his his warden spiel. He's like, "You're gonna do this for me," and he goes, "I don't think so." And he goes, "Well, then it's the sensory deprivation tank for you, <laughs> Rudger Hauer." Yeah, and no one no it... one pulls him away or anything because he's got a, no one works in this prison. Yeah, the only other prisoners are the ones doing all the spiel and stuff. So it's just Stephen Trezovitz left with all these prisoners. Anything like he walks around, he strolls around there like he's the cock of the block, like just because he's got a detonator and as you pointed out before someone could just take the detonator off him he's a, he's a weak nerdy guy <laughs> just, just piling on him you know? yeah. a few of them could take them off and then, only and then every single down. prisoner walk out the yeah. prison <laughs> and there's the nuts to your wedlock system <laughs> that's the sequel nuts to your wedlock I got your wedlock right here yeah, pal so the yeah. punishment for uh, d- disobeying they call or it they just... make a big point of it during the warden spiel yeah. like you, if you sass off to one of us you get the floaters if you the floaters that's the flo- and I thought like oh it shit sounds like poop they're going down there with the shit <laughs> yeah he's going to lock them in poop somewhere which I'm sure I've seen as a punishment in a prison movie somewhere they lock them in probably it's probably not in a prison movie it's probably in no it is it's in um, Orange is the New Black when they take over the prison they lock them up in like the porta potties 
Mm, I don't right. think they call it the stink or something like that. And it's done like jovially, but then like they leave them in there for a few days, bugging them all apart, and it's like, oh, that's pretty fucking terrible. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, sensory deprivation tank, which is <laughs> called the floaters. Yeah, is is a way of doing deep meditation. It's a way of getting a natural eye. <laughs> I love the. It's it a it's, huge it's, bit like it's meant to be terrifying, hmm. horrible torture, and it's like we all know for a fact that people do this to relax yeah, people do it to so relax so Rutger Hauer's sitting in there like ah oh, that's great yeah. he's like you better tell us where the diamonds are Rutger Hauer's like oh no no more sensory deprivation I almost achieved enlightenment last time and he's in there and like, it's like the idea is you don't know how long you're in first so that's what fucks with you and like they open it up like the first time and you know he says like his, his screw off line whatever it is it wasn't a good line like there was no good like you know like like example of like Nuts shove it up your ass oh, yeah yeah that stuff there was none of that in there uh, yeah, yeah, cool. I I almost used a lightman in there boss you know any, anything something like that would have made it nice you know yeah. I would have appreciated it but it was none of that and I like, do like have a bit where he gets pissed on yeah like, and rather than like he has a, he has the room to reach out and pull the lid closed again but just, he doesn't punch the guy in the it dick it just cuts to him like standing on it pissing down on him like, hey well, what is this and you're like is he pissing through a hole in the thing? Because that's not how... That works. Oh, no, the door's open. The yeah, door's wide door. open. Yeah. And then it's just... It's just like how his hand just comes up and closes the thing over on him. He doesn't try and crawl away. He doesn't grab him by the yeah. dick and twist it. You'd he fucking just, punch him in the five dick. Five more minutes. The worst part is when, like, the, the guy who was setting up to be, like, his prison mate... Uh, comes to bring him food and he's got like a beard at this point and, he's, and now he's a bit freaked out by it it's like uh, what day is it uh, and he gives him this like this fucking tinfoil <laughs> sandwich weird. it's like, a weird looking my sandwich my mum packed my lunch you can have some <laughs> and he looks at the sandwich as well like, it's like some curb music's gonna start playing or something and he's just he's like uh, uh, it's just this bread and cheese thing it's like wouldn't it be like some weird kind of like shitty prison food you know like yeah. like Nutrigrain bars or gruel <laughs> he has this lovely cheese sandwich there's a nice bit of cheese sandwich that's gotta keep him there for it and then it's just like ah I can't be arsed with this yeah. anymore <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't even cut to anything it just cuts to him like in the lunch line the next day like ah oh, how was the fucking sensory deprivation you know lovely I, I achieved a lot of my goals yeah. and I uh, didn't see that face by I it I feel good he had but, a shave and everything yeah. came, out, came out and then yeah. it may as well have not been in there to be honest just didn't a... didn't do much didn't do much didn't even make street and they make a big point like there's this, or anything. this woman in the prison who like ivory trying to talk to him the whole time he, he just walks off the whole time because yeah. he doesn't want to get involved with no dames anymore because dames are trouble man but then he just seems to hate her like she's a dame no and dames are trouble man but like they're in the lunch line right after he's come out of his lovely two day spa and she's like oh how'd you get on with your with your spa and everything and he's like oh you leave me alone <laughs> he's like a two year old getting like harassed by a woman on the playground it's ridiculous and um that's and he ha- he does hate her for no good reason as well she's a woman he doesn't trust yeah, women it's, it's the whole point it's like he doesn't trust women but like this is when they just cut st- go eventually to uh, at some point in there I don't know when Stephen Trevor comes out wearing now what I would describe as a villain's jacket it's like a smoking jacket it's like when they're in like the, he finds the Siggies and that's why yeah, they, that's why they give him the that's tank. why they get yeah, so, put in the day spot yeah but he, he strolls in there wearing like like a flamboyant bad guy smoking jacket and he only wears it in that one scene and yeah. then he doesn't wear it again that that annoyed me so much because <laughs> it was like okay he looks weird he looks like the bad guy it looks like this is in the future now yeah 
And then it's like, no, he's just wearing a jacket again. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, it, um, the guy with the earring, he basically challenges uh, Rukahawa to a fight. And uh, Rukahawa's like, I'm going to do this thing, this electronics gizmo-y thing that um, mm-hmm. will like, make his ears blow out, but it'll react to the collar. Yeah. So he gets like the his mate who comes in who gives him the cheese sandwich, and he's like, oh, I'm going to test this thing on you. And he's like, oh, no, I'd prefer you didn't. Oh, like, oh you know, it'll take a second. And he puts the thing in. And it's like, okay, this should be working now. And it's like, oh, it's not working. Wait a minute, your collar's not active. You're an informant. He's a grass. He's a He's fucking, a fucking grass. grass. Yeah, so that all good. that stuff about giving him a cheese sandwich, fucking nothing, you know. <laughs> Did the cheese times mean nothing to you? <laughs> <laughs> the, and then... Just to show you, like, all the people who betray him in the entirety of this movie. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a betrayable face to him, doesn't yeah. he? So can we just skip along to the magic hour then? Because that's a pretty weird scene. Because yeah. it's like it's like oh everyone's just hanging out, and okay. So we watch a lot of these shitty movies. So we get through a lot of prison movies, and every time we get through the prison movies, it's the stuff now that the prison rape joke is one of the rape jokes that's just been okay, and that's always been like it's like oh you can make jokes about prison rape, and it's just been like a sitcom thing, and it's been yeah. a moving now. I but think I don't now think they it's say okay, well that's because this is the climate now like it's it's one of those things it's been it's been in like cartoons and stuff it's just like you know like in in lethal lethal loaded weapon what's the Leslie Nielsen one Leslie yeah. Nielsen naked weapon in naked weapon I didn't understand that joke when I was a kid yeah, like when he like, he drops the soap on pebs he goes pick that up would you love and then he he's wearing like a chastity but I didn't get yeah. that and like kids watch that movie and that's the you could make prison rape jokes all the time and now it's getting to it's like oh you can't do that anymore rape's pretty fucking bad that's probably a good thing because rape is pretty fucking rape bad rape is pretty fucking bad I, of, of all the social progressions that I'm not, I, I've gone on about I'm now I'm like yeah okay let's move away from that we've tapped that well yeah. Yeah. but there was none of that in this movie apart from uh, Stephen <coughs> saying like oh this system's pretty good at least you're not getting butt slammed by Bubba yeah <laughs> butt slammed was a great term I really appreciate it <laughs> And you're not getting butt slammed by him because it's the magic hour, yeah, and everyone's and just hanging out. Uh, they, I, uh, I wanted to know: is there no equal? Boobs. Is there an equal number of men and women? I didn't look like thing? that to be honest. It with looked you. like there was like two women. The, the like ladies got men. to wear like their own clothes, and the men were all just dressed in the prison uniform. And like while all this debauchery's going on in the background, it's just like a uh, Rutger Hauer sitting there <laughs> reading this like Life magazine about <laughs> Asian people. This... <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got a kind of fetish going there. He's got the yellow feet. Uh, I I stay clear of that because that didn't sound very PC. But mm. yeah, that's that's something that you might call it. Yeah. Rice chaser's another one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to hell for this. But I'm just commenting on what society says. I'm yeah. not agreeing with it. They put it in front Although, of us. Although you know, we just uh, Asian it. ladies. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, and then uh, thingy, uh, white lady. See, I'm calling her white lady as well because uh, whitey, the, old white. Bones. <laughs> Who would we say that? But her actual character name is Ivory, which just is like yeah. the white one, Whitey McGee. Yeah, so the cracker ass cracker there. She takes him aside, says, "Come to me when we'll have some sex." She does have a cracker ass as well. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> flat lady. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was no attractive ladies in this whole movie, yeah. unfortunately. 
Not that that made it a bad but movie. Ben had, there hasn't been. We've been watching a lot of prison movies, so there's been a lot of women in this in general. She was an okay actor, I guess. Uh, she yeah, just she didn't, did, didn't wow me. Didn't do anything wrong. But like her, her scheme is to get him Rooker out in this room where the camera is and just like pretend to have sex with him while they come up with a plan to escape. Rooker has nothing out to do with it. That she knows that they're both wedlocked together yes, so somehow she knows their collars are connected so if they go 100 feet from each other somehow she knows and Stephen is watching this on yeah. the camera as well he was so let's to... not be suspicious about that yeah <laughs> they make a big de- they do make a big deal like oh who's gonna betray him next and they tell you right there like, yeah and then it cuts too gonna betray him <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna betray you you know <laughs> <laughs> It's like walking people through the betrayal garden, but it's just it's just a magic hour instead. So the uh, they make a bolt for it uh, in the prison fight, don't they? Yeah, um, the dude with the earring wants to start a fight with Rukahawa for reasons, and he's like, okay, and they establish that his mate's a snitch, and he gets rid of him, he and they snitchy. like during the fight they grab his arms and just grab his dick. It wasn't much of a fight, was <laughs> it? Like, it was just a that's beam. not a fight. That's like three man fondle. But he pushes them outside the circle, and then like uh, the bad guy's head starts beeping. And he's a bit all ass that he should be able to step out the circle and go, "Oh shit, that was a mistake." Coming back, like, I think why does he like breaks the the thing as well? So like he was tampering with it, so his oh, collar breaks and like his mate's collar breaks. Yeah. So like they all both blow up. So basically, they've killed an innocent guy just oh. to, to to escape. <laughs> but they uh, they escape in the chaos. The, they the, steal the, the car and, and, yeah, and uh, the, the, the fucking eighties movies jeeps thing that they got the. <laughs> And get chased very unsuccessfully in a very boring chase scene and they end up falling into a river and they then... jump into a river and then because oh, Rutger Howard's jump is so unconvincing and it's it, it, it's obviously a man jumping a few feet onto a crash mat and it cuts to someone else oh my god and like he drags um, the the cracker lady out of the out of the water and gives her the most unconvincing CPR oh, ever. Yeah, that he was basically brilliant. just grabs her that tits and brilliant. just pushes. And R- it's like... But Rutger Hauer is from Norway, Sweden, or something. Somewhere where they don't that teach. That doesn't make it okay, though. <laughs> I'd say he does everything else as a convincing American. You wouldn't have guessed, but until you see that, and it's just like, oh, you're a weird fellow from somewhere else. Oh, but that was pretty much just a, him groping her, though. Yeah, he like... he pushes her boobs into her, and because yeah. she's a cracker ass white lady, she doesn't have a good set on her going anyway. So maybe he, that did kind of help. But then she spits the water directly into his face and he just smacks it. Not the back of a hand smack it. It's just like a crack across the face. Yeah, this is... It's one of those movies, you know. Bad. Yeah, that and, you know, pretty sexist. They, they escape into some town where they... they, they, they see and this is the origin story of Rutger Hauer's but it's these two, technical it's dream this... coat. It's fucking amazing. Hello, Hollywood. I've got a movie for you. Rudger like, Hauer's Technicolor Dreamcoat. It's just so, Who's Rudger Hauer? Who am I? <laughs> Never mind. It's the most wonderful. It's the it. It is the only article of clothing I would ever describe as splendiferous. <laughs> and the fact that he's wearing so many colors. He's wearing it. a dashiki underneath it as well because he steals these clothes from like a lovely African couple or African continent couple to be super sound about. Oh this. yeah! Oh yeah! And then. Cracker ass cracker makes a joke about uh, them being going to India. It's like these these aren't Indian garbs, you racist. This this is very clearly some kind of African dress. They uh, they steal them out of the car with um, a just married like um, with the tin can on the side back. Yeah, the back. yeah. 
it's it's just the whole theme of this and is weddings. There's so mm-hmm. much wedding yeah, iconography in it. It's just and bits of racism. <laughs> Uh, like that. Every every movie we've seen has had bits he's, of racism. He's in. even wearing the hat and stuff. It's yeah. like you don't need to wear the hat, dude. You're just wearing some dry clothes. I guess he must do because he's got that fluffy, technically theoretical Donald Trump. Like, why he was he's wearing that stupid pope hat at the beginning? There, he just like he just loves wearing disguises. Would how apparently? How many disguises do I get to wear in this movie? Three. I'll do it. I mean, it's a three disguises deal. Is there a CPR scene in there? Because I don't know how to do CPR. Ah, figure it out on the day. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all the wedding metaphors. I don't care for it. And then they they go uh, jewelry shopping. Oh yeah, in, in the new age hippie store. Yeah, and um, they're like, "Oh, your necklace is lovely," and nobody knows what these necklaces are. I mean, this is some new age prison thing that like you think they check in with the police and say you know we've got this prison going on this is what the necklaces look like you see anyone it's, wearing they're on the one newspapers of these enough to know yeah. like oh they've escaped from that prison that everyone knows about but yeah. no one knows what the fucking explosives they wear there looks like yeah because everyone's like oh, this is a lovely necklace and it's like you'd think people anyone would know what these necklaces look like because but anyway it's a bit like if you see someone running around wearing handcuffs you're like hang on a minute <laughs> something's off here so <laughs> buddy cop there's a buddy escape movie in motion here they uh, they get a they get a motel room they do the thing which they always do in these movies when the guy's sleeping on the floor and it's it's either the you know the uh, hey you should be in a different room or the, as they do in this movie you know we're adults here we can share this bed and he's not having any of it because dames are trouble dames is trouble and he was right to movie. think that because that dame was trouble yeah but they're fucking surrounded but why by... was she so interested in getting him into the bed in the first place well oh, Matt when a man and a woman love each other very much or a cracker ass cracker is trying to escape from her hellish futuristic prison where it seems pretty okay she plays a honey trap which is evidently what she was doing but it was all thwarted by old man Jenkins <laughs> Who's watching the news on his TV in a very fucking scary lit scene? It looks like he's watching them in their room, or like he's got like a screen full of people's hotel rooms that he's just watching. But he's just watching the news, and then it cuts to the next morning. They're gonna go out the door, and there's a fucking police. It sounds like the oh no, come. the piece is surrounding yeah. us. We're all gonna die. There's two the door. police cars, <laughs> and like of them. and like one officer there, like oh, you guys there. <laughs> you wanna come out now, maybe? <laughs> You're surrounded. You can trust me on this. We've got like a, a tank behind you. But like, is R- Rutger Hauer's plan is just like to surrender? Then isn't it? Yeah. And then they just like they get shot while surrendering. Like, because yeah, his, um, his ex fiance and Dexter's dad start killing them all. Yep. Killing all the coppers and letting them go. The whole future cops. Well, they, for some reason they've got Chinese writing on the side of the yeah. car. And there's no more laser beams at all. No <laughs> more laser beams. That would be a good title for a book and the study no of the the, the movement of 80s cinema to 90s cinema. No, no more lazy games. Dark days. I'd read that. So let's just skip along, skip along, because it's all this bollocks. There's a bit where they, they're going to get uh, on a bus for some reason. I don't know. I don't care. And there's lots of John Lennon stuff. You know, that's they're weird. Going, they're going to John and Lennon then they, Park. Is it, they're going to John Lennon Memorial Park, which is weird as well. It's weird. That <laughs> Why did they feel the need to that do that? It's weird that that's in America. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing the director or the writer was just a John Lennon fan. Fair enough, but you know, they didn't do a good job of explaining the future scape uh, to me yeah. very well. I was I was more interested in the world they were in than the story that was happening. 
yeah there's a lot in here that like they could have just done any other movie <laughs> set in this future society with laser beams and necklaces that blow up and John Lennon's everywhere <laughs> all the John Lennon's you can eat <laughs> The uh, they're in the they're in a pier then for some reason right they're on a boat. They go a lot of places. Yeah, they're they're, they're, <laughs> they're they're trying to plan what they do next. Uh, Cracker wants to go to some place because her fellas getting married. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and yeah, Rutger Howard do doesn't want to do it, so uh, Cracker's quite devious. She jumps off of the back of this boat that they're in for some reason, and Rutger Howard has to jump off as well because otherwise he'll blow up. Yeah, she explains that like she has her own wedding troubles as well she was yes. married to she was going to get married to a senator's son and uh, the senator planted drugs in her room that's why she got sent to prison in the first place just to get rid of her so he could marry someone more respectable so that's why she wants to go and confront and that's him. what happened like when yeah. she confronts him in this wedding and the guy doesn't go like oh my god this is a huge mistake what have I done he goes oh no my dad did that yeah, sorry but, <laughs> uh, he, but I'm getting married now we all thought that we'd just given you some money to go away yeah. so whoops Oopsie doodles. And then she punches him, and oh my fucking god, that's it, like one of the most devastating punches we've seen. <laughs> it just takes him over the fucking table. And it's like, well done, that last. Well done. So they both end up getting arrested, and she gets put in a lift, and he gets. He like pushes his way out the lift, and then she goes down. Uh oh, and then there's all this stuff about the bomb's gonna go off. So he but jumps, you know it's not gonna go off. He just like jumps down this uh, window cleaner's wire and just slides down, falls the lift, which I thought was quite cool. They don't show it. But <laughs> <laughs> the idea of it was quite cool. They could just take so many elements from this and just cast better people in it, and I like, and I, you know, that would have been okay. Would have been all right. But they didn't, and yeah. the, the movie just started dragging at this point. Just, she um cracker goes to um goes to make a phone call and she's calling um the warden dum, dum, dum. and it's like oh my god you were betraying them all along and Just we like didn't know that everybody else <laughs> we didn't figure that out at all before because of the camera scene earlier mm. on nope and then and they have the, the fact that the warden's working with Dexter's dad and the Asian lady yeah as well and they had that whole bit with like oh I've got the I've got the bomb. I've got a gun. You wouldn't so, dare so. because I have a small button. I have a button that can just you can take from me at any time. Damn it! He's outsmarted on every level. Yeah, and then they they do a little escape where they jump in the back of a truck and he just gropes her while they're sleeping <laughs> and then suddenly sex and they're suddenly in they love. They fall asleep on the back of a and the back of a truck full of newspapers and then it just cuts to them in a nice apartment somewhere boning it out. Yeah. Weird. Like somehow get a apartment. He's ring. Rucker Howard's ringing his mate who stashed the diamonds for them, and he's also Stash got his uh, navy tools to break the the collar and stuff. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about his mate, who might very well be the worst actor I've ever <laughs> I don't seen know about that. in any of these he, movies. So no far. man, he wasn't. He wasn't Oscar he worthy. Was I've seen. Fucking terrible. We've seen a lot. We've seen movies starring people. <laughs> Were a lot worse. He's given. He had the mumbliest fucking voice I've ever heard. Yeah, he was mumbly. Yeah, yeah, he was mumbly. He but... just mumbled every fucking line. Yeah. So really, the diamonds are in there. And it's like, what the Scooby-Doo fuck are you West. saying, idiot? <laughs> so thankfully, he gets shot by um, <laughs> by Dexter's dad. And shot on the top of a ladder, which yeah. I appreciate because it's always fun to see someone fall off a ladder going. Yeah. And then there's a shootout in a an abandoned fucking. And I was just thinking, like, this, uh, 
the 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 actual drill, jewelry robbers who work with Rocket Howard and stuff. This is a lot of fucking effort to go to because they make a big deal about how all the diamonds are worth twenty five million, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And there are three of them, mm-hmm. so they're basically they're basically throwing Rucker Howard under the bus to get one third of twenty five million. And it's a lot of fucking effort they're going to. This this has probably cost them money and time and effort and stuff to arrange stuff with a warden and arrange stuff with a cracker ass <laughs> in, the, in the in the in the jail. And it's like, why not just share the money with them like you originally planned and go your separate ways? Just bad guys, I guess. Some bad guys are just bad guys. And people are just born evil. So, uh, <coughs> why why was there no diamonds in the place where his mate hid the diamonds? I didn't get that. he cashed them in and stashed the cash somewhere else. Oh, okay. So, what was in the stuff that they were he, getting from his, there? His uh, navy tools to, navy break tools. The, uh, to break the... And the, the, this is a brilliant scene. He, um, Rucker Howard's all the time set up as this super mega duper genius who can do anything with electronics mm-hmm. and he's like trying to do his own calls like, I can't do this yeah. <laughs> you've got to do it for me so you assume though it's a perspective thing you can't re- actually see it so she's doing all this like very complicated needlessly convoluted stuff to his collar and takes the explosive out his collar's fine and she's like oh guess what you've got to do your own collar <laughs> as well it's like so why the fuck yeah. were you throwing a big tantrum about it before <laughs> Rukawa with your technical dream coat <laughs> This is also the part of the somewhere around here where he says like his job was diffusing minds. Like they say that early on he was a mind diffuser, but he says yeah, to do his fires in I, the navy. I and this is where the debate starts between. I us. wouldn't say that to the internet because they're gonna say like in the navy there are people who disarm naval landmines. Apparently, yeah. From what I understood is that like, they you just thought send... it was dolphins. <laughs> You thought dolphins went in there to do it. Right, but dolphins do go in there to do it. They send dolphins in to detect landmines. To detect, not to well, defuse. To, def- to detect them. To me, I thought it means they just swim up to them and then they just nut them and then they blow up like they used to do with dogs. So you thought, you were, you in the thought wars? they were getting dolphins in to World go in there? In World War II, they sent dogs into underneath tanks just to blow up the tanks as yeah. put landmines on them. So I just do that with dolphins. That makes you know, sense to me. It's easy to train a dog to do something. It's very hard to train a dog. Dolphins are the smartest fucking sea creatures there is. So that's they should why know. They so they should know not to not a landmine, shouldn't they? But that's why you teach them to do it because like you just give them snacks when they nut something and they go like, oh, if I nut that big round thing there, I'll get a snack and boom, I'm dead. <laughs> you think? Jesus, figure this out. I just I just think it's weird that there are people like underwater doing like fine tuned yeah. work with like little tiny tools, there are tools, tools and stuff. That work underwater as well. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Agree yeah. to disagree that I'm right. <laughs> oh, dolphins don't disarm one. Dogs did it. Why can't dolphins? Are dolphins better than dogs? No, they're not. Well, dogs will do whatever you tell them to do. So will a dolphin! Jeez. Dolphins are more intelligent than that. They're intelligent to watch this fucking movie, Jesus. Yeah, a dolphin would just turn away from this and just be like, ah, oh, fucking technical a dream coat cunt and just flop away. Uh, and so, so they go to an abandoned nuclear yeah, power plant. Yeah, they go to an abandoned nuclear power plant. Why was it abandoned? Why are you hiding out there? Are you okay? Do you have some kind of fallout disease? So when when they come out, Rucker Howard's got two extra arms. <laughs> the cracker lady's got like an extra leg and they're just like trotting along. I don't even know how they get from there to fucking like the desert with this like very yeah, they go, abandoned church. Uh, they go to uh, this abandoned church in the desert where apparently uh, Mumbly Man has left Rucker Howard's diamond yeah. money. And in two conveniently 
replaced briefcases. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it just happens that like a helicopter lands next to them. It's like, oh, we've been tracking you the whole time, and um, it's the warden and the Asian lady. Like, ha ha ha, you're so stupid, ha ha ha. And Rukahawa slips the explosive from his collar into one suitcase. The warden takes that one, and he gives the other explosive to the to the lady. Oh, you need your car keys to get back. And he gives them to her, and he's like, ah, you're so stupid. And then, boom. Explosion Bang, kills them both, up. and they they basically blow up twelve million, but they get twelve million, and and at the end he's like, oh well, now that the collar's off, and you've got no reason to be around me, what do you want to do now? Till death do us part, etc. And laying on the <laughs> oh, I, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. And they kiss in this idyllic Mexican, Arizonian church, and then, and then thankfully the movie ends, and then that weird music plays. Which is where where we came in. So I didn't love that. I did not. I don't think it was a good movie. I didn't enjoy either. it at all. It had a lot of potential. Did a lot of um. It's one of them that happens in these sometimes. There. Like you get like there's so many little bits of it. You go like, oh, this is good. This and then it just takes a wrong turn. You're like, oh fuck, this is the movie I wanted to see, and I've got another hour and a half of it. Yeah. That's exactly what happened with this. Like when they escaped from prison, I thought they'd spend the entire time in the prison, and that would have been interesting mm-hmm. just to build that up. Another weird thing that's happened in this movie—I can't think of another time happening. Is like, I thought Rudger was a good actor until I saw this. Like, I've only oh, seen him do not bits things. Good. He's uh, he is a good actor. Hobo with a shotgun was good. Blade Runner, he's good in that. Well, Blade Runner is great in I've that. I've never seen Blade Runner, so I don't can't really comment on it. But uh, he's done good stuff. He's good in Sin City as well. Like that fucking. One line he gets. He doesn't really good. Do bleed. He does everything else. He's not a leading man. Sorry, Rutger but that you did have a leading man, and you (laughs) killed him twenty-one minutes in. So yeah, not a good movie. Not a good Danny Trio. I would watch that if Danny Trio was playing Rutger Exactly. Yeah, that I'd recommend. But that movie, I would not recommend. No. But Machetes, man. Half Machete. Yeah, half Machete. It's not a Danny Trio movie, so it doesn't really need to be on the machete rating mm. but we'll find a good onwards one onwards and upwards we'll find a good one one day I think I hope I pray I I kind of hope we don't because like the good ones will be like there'll be one we anything to talk about be like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god how good is Danny Trio though <laughs> do that in like five years time when we're doing this and we're up to like what, what he's doing this year and our grandchildren have taken over this awesome responsibility <laughs> from they, us they'll be the ones who get to watch machete as well They'll Bastards! The fucking assholes. I've hated uh, Matt Junior Junior. They may be living in a nuclear bunker underground the way things are going, but at least they'll be able to watch some good movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, what year was that? Okay, that was nineteen ninety one. Uh, so what's next? Femme Fatale, also nineteen ninety one. There's a guy called Toshi. There's a lady on the cover cover with them. Colin Firth. Oh, there you go, Billy Zane. Yes. Uh, does. Billy Zane used to have a career, didn't kind he? Of there you go. Yeah. Okay. A worried artist tries to locate his wife, who suddenly abandoned him, only to discover that she led a secret life or two. He proceeds to investigate her past and stares up a hornet's nest. Mm. Okay. Oh, Four point seven. Mm. Is that like out of a hundred or? Out of ten. Oh. It's a UK film as well. Less than five. That's just average, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, I, I who's Danny Trio playing it? Is it a guy called Toshi? 
So they've got that wrong. <laughs> That's the wrong ethnicity for a start. It's Lisa Zane is the lady with the colours. No, is that uh, any relation to Billy Zane? Could very well be. Was daughter or something? No. Oh, she was a monkey bone. Well, I, I doubt she's a daughter because this is height of Billy Zane, correct? Right? Older sister. Oh, oh yeah. and they go the Zane dynasty. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. Fucking had a, had a dynasty as well. <laughs> One that didn't last long. Anyway, we'll, we'll cover all this when we get there. Uh, so until next time. Faithful listeners, listener. Uh, hey, sorry. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay.